It's that time of the week again. It's that time when the latest episode of Digital Kill the Radio Star drops. Drop! It's time to waste another hour or so with David and Chris as they spout out more of their worthless music knowledge. It's time to hear them discuss the music of their youth. As well as the music of today. So kick back, relax, and have some fun with David and Chris. Digital Kill the Radio Star starts right now. All right, ladies and gents. So today you're hearing Kyle's voice, right? I'm hosting tonight. Dave asked me to host tonight's episode, and tonight we're going to talk about a mashup of two fantastic, phenomenal albums, right? Ride the Lightning and Master of Puppets from Metallica. And so we're going to do, we're going to do a blow-by-blow. Blow. Dave's going to have to explain this because I messed it up exactly three times before I finally got it. And, uh, and so I'll give you what, at the end of this episode or, or somewhere in the middle, I'll, I'll give you what my, my answer was to this whole thing. But Dave, tell us what we're going to do today. All right, Kyle. First of all, thank you for hosting. Sure. Absolutely. All right. So what we're going to do is <clears throat> we're going to talk about Master of Puppets versus Ride the Lightning. And we're gonna go song by song, and there's three of us here. We got for, we got for mention Chipper is back. Hello. Yes. Um, Forgot and, all the formalities. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> so, so this is the Black Album crew again, right? Again. Yeah. Take two. So there's eight songs on Master, eight songs on Ride, and what we're gonna do is we're just gonna like song song number one versus song number one. There's three of us here. We're gonna vote. Whichever one wins goes on the final album. And what was the name of the album we decided it would be? We, we've either got Ride the Puppets or Master of Lightning. I like Ride the Puppets. I second. Well, let's see what it turned out to be, because at the end, it may, it may be more fitting for the other. I, we just I'm not going to put money on it. But I think I know how this is going to go. I think I, I do. I think I, think I, think I, I know where the majority is going to be. <laughs> I think I, I do, too. Yeah. All right. Because so. I know you idiots. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. So let's do. Let's get started. So we're, we're going to start with Ride the Lightning, and we'll do that back and forth. So that was a 1984 album. We're going to start with that one, and then we'll, we'll go to Master of Puppets 86, right, for each song. Mm-hmm. Um, do we want to talk a little bit about S&M, too? Let's talk about that first. That just came out today. We're recording this on the 29th, uh, August the 29th, Saturday. S&M came out last night, and so Dave got the deluxe. Well, you tell them what you got. So I got the deluxe box set, I think it's called. It's the uh, Blu-ray, the uh, vinyl, CDs, it's like sheet music, it's uh, Metallica picks. Uh, I haven't actually gone through all of it. So it came out yesterday, and I uh, actually got mine on Wednesday, but I held off on opening it until Kyle and Chipper got here. And so we've watched probably the first seven or eight songs of it, and we have it on now in the background. Um, I've enjoyed it. Um, it's different. Uh, you know, Chipper was saying earlier, he just – they don't need to do this. And my argument was they're bored. <laughs> yeah, and right. <laughs> also everything they do, they have the Midas touch. 
And so they're going to make true. a ton of money off this. So um, Metallica body wash is yeah. going to be huge next year. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it smells like victory. I actually <laughs> like it. I mean, they're play, like they're playing Outlaw Torn. Um, they're playing um, the day that never comes. You know, some things that we don't see get played a lot anymore. Uh, visually, it's it's very stunning. It's very well filmed. Uh, it's weird seeing them on such, in such a tight spot, though. Mm-hmm. There's no running around or anything, um, and they're in various different stages of dress. Like I feel like Robert Trujillo dressed up, and then uh, you know James looks like he. You know, going to a Johnny Cash concert, and yeah, or he just built a table out of wood or something. Like it's, yeah, he's yeah. not special. But I'm I'm pleased with it. I mean, it's not something that I'll sit around and listen to and watch constantly, but it's good to have. That's kind of the way I feel. I mean, I I enjoyed. Uh, I guess you can call it SNM one at this point, but I enjoyed the original SNM when it came out in '99, I believe. Correct. And it was just different. It was fresh, and it was also on the heels of a lot of other bands. Not on the heels. It may have been one of the first ones. I really don't know. We were just talking about this earlier. Um, you know, Kiss, you know, they did Kiss and Symphony, and I mean, I don't know who else did Scorpions one of Scorpions have done it. Yeah. But I mean, to me, if a band is going to pull it off, Metallica does a really, really good job at it. But I mean, but you had some different opinions, Chipper. Hi, my name's Chipper, and I'm a metalhead. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's preference with this. Look, nobody else in the metal genre is going to do this mm-hmm. and, and do it successfully. Kyle, well, just to your point, I mean, it's this is Metallica, and Metallica does what Metallica is going to do. And no matter what that is, they're going to be very successful at it, which I think is awesome. However, I don't think Metallica needs this. Um, yeah. Yeah, the Outlaw Torn, I know, David, you were fired up to, to listen to that one because you'd heard some good things about it, and it was very good. But the symphonic part was over the loud. riff. Is over, yeah, and I just don't think you need it. And I think at the larger macro level with this, uh, it takes the hard edge off of Metallica. And mm-hmm. I think that's part of the magic, and that's part of the attitude. But... Um, Again, nobody can do it like they can do it. Yeah. So, yeah, good on them. Uh, it's not my cup of tea. That's cool, but hey, man. Well, I mean, if you still. listen to, you know, the first song that opens up is Ecstasy of Gold, uh, which is the song they've been opening up with, um, or really has a backing track opening up Forever. with since 1983. And, uh, but the first, their song that they did is called Cthulhu. Um, I guess that's how you pronounce Call it. Called Cthulhu. Cthulhu. Yeah. Cthulhu. I don't know. If, okay, yep. I thought the K was silent like po- it is in possum, you know, opossum. Um, but I mean, so that was a good one. We'll get to this one a little bit later on, on Ride the Lightning. But to me, when you listen to that one, like, could I listen to it by it, you know, on the album version or, or the, the symphony version? Yeah, both. I mean, to me, that song is made for a symphony. Sounds fantastic. But one of my favorite songs of theirs, Outlaw Torn, it was a little pullback, you know, like yep. they had a counter melody that the horns were doing that just overrode what I think is just the awesome driving. I mean, I don't, that's the part I get into and it was kind of buried, you know? So, I mean, it's hit or miss. I I still think, you know, would I want to have this exist in the world versus not? Yes. I definitely want this to exist in the world, you know, but, um, but I get it. I get there's, there's some criticism around it. Maybe we'll come back to some of this. Um, We got it on in the background that we'll, you know, maybe as, as we get tired of each other talking, we'll just kind of look up at it. And, you know, <laughs> and uh, just the video, not the audio. We don't want to get this uh, this one ripped from uh, from Spotify or anywhere. So any other closing comments on that? Maybe we'll come back to that a little bit later. No, I think we've said enough. All right, yep. so let's do. We're about to do song by song, starting with Ride the Lightning. The opening title track of this one it's, is Fight Fire with Fire. 
Okay, so it opens as a Baroque thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, unusual. Uh, but as soon as the riff breaks in, okay, hey, I'm in. This is, uh, it's 1984. It's 1984 Metallica. It's on the heels of Kill 'em All. Um, it's right. It's right. Mm-hmm. And it's very good. Now, are we, are we voting right now? I would say let's talk about both and then we'll do a vote. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we'll talk about this okay. one and then we'll go better. Oh, very good. Very good. Um, so yeah, fight fire with fire. I like it. I do. I like it. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, I think uh, I think it's time and context appropriate. And it's also, it feeds in directly, I think, with the theme of the album, which is nuclear war. Mm-hmm. And being, hey, we don't like nuclear war. Yeah. Cool. Um, so yeah, I think I think this track, it's, uh, when we start comparing it to the rest of the album, maybe it gets lost. Com- compared to some other of the epics that are on here. Um, do I like it? I do like it but I'll, I'll abstain from anything further until you guys speak and we vote. Sonically, I think it's fine. I don't like the delivery of the vocals, like fight fire with fire, you know, do unto others. To me, it just seems kind of, the, the cadence is just simple. Yes. And, 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 I mean, it might as well be Humpty Dumpty, Humpty Dumpty's out in the wall. Yeah. It's just, yeah, the, I agree. The, totally the, agree. The music sounds fine, and they freaked everybody out with the acoustic opening to it, you know, when mm-hmm. that came out. And there's you know another track on here that really freaked people out when it came out, but um, I've never been a fan of the song. Yeah, I could. This is probably going to be evident which way I'm going to vote on this one. But I mean, I could yeah. do without this one. I mean, great. It's great opening, and I I appreciate the baroque sounding, um, you know, acoustic guitar thing. Um, to me, that's what Metallica is. It's like the mixture between heavy and that little soft, you know, uh, soft uh, spot. So. Um, I could do without it. The cadence is the first thing. As I was listening to both of these albums as, as uh, some sort of preparation for this, um, that's exactly what I landed on. Is like just that you, you can tell they were immature in their in their songwriting and even immature in their delivery of that in their melody. That it just wasn't there. Now, so, if I was eighteen when this came out, I'd probably been all over it. Oh, I was nuts about it when it came out. But now, in retrospect, and like you know, just did it stand the test of time? Does it sound like 1984? You know, yes. I mean, it's amazing how different puppets sounds just as a whole piece as compared to Ride the Lightning. But um, yeah, I can see where they get some hate for this, and I think I mentioned this during the Black Album podcast. Um, you know, Fade to Black was one we were talking about, right. and they got some hate for that. Um, just like Deep Purple got some hate for Child in Time, and you know, but to me. Fade to Black is Metallica, you know, that type of sound is. So anyway, okay, so we've, we've said our piece about Fight Fire with Fire. Now, Chipper, let's go back to you, Battery. 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 Uh, yeah, and it's not about a Duracell. <laughs> oh. Did you know that? It's <laughs> not about something you would put in... It's odd. It's weird. <laughs> uh, dude, this is the way you open a record. Oh, this is the way you open a concert? This is the way you open my this, funeral? Like uh, this? this is what smacks you right betwixt the eyes you know dude battery's awesome that's all i have to say yes. it's amazing yeah it's straight up it's straight metallic. up thrash and if you watch we were talking about some kind of monster i think this is what robert trujillo his audition was mm-hmm. at least the part that we saw on yeah um i mean it's blistering intense um it's a it's a it's a good song it i don't like it as much as a lot of people do but uh, it serves its purpose. Mm-hmm. What's interesting about this is you've got that same kind of acoustic opening. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not like a finger-picked sort of thing. It's a little bit more simplistic, but it kind of builds. you got a second guitar, a third guitar come in. You know, it's clearly like double and triple and quadruple tr- tracked as far as that goes. But 
Um, absolutely epic song. Uh, and I guess I can start off the voting. I've got a vote yes for Battery. Jennifer? Battery. And I will go Battery as well. Oh, All right. This. I figured that was the case. Yeah. The, I've, I've I, pre- I, it, again, I think some of these are going to be unanimous across the board. And then there's some, I, there's I some smell, here as hard as it hard as it comes. Yeah. And I think yeah. there's going to be a little controversy. I think it's going to be the second half. Yeah. Personally. But yeah. All right, so let's go to uh, let's go to Dave this time first. Ride the lightning. It's one of my. It's probably a top top ten Metallica song for me. It's the song that got me into the older music mm-hmm. after the Black album came out. Um, I just think it's 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 one of those openings in concert when they you know they don't play it as much as they used to. Mm-hmm. It gets a massive reaction. Um, it's kind of cool, told from the point of view of somebody that's about to be executed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like he's like guilty as charged, you know. But you know, I just shouldn't be you shouldn't be killing me, even though I know I killed somebody. Um, kind of a long song at that point in their career. I think it's like six minutes thirty five seconds or mm-hmm. something like that. Six thirty six. Yeah. Six thirty six. Um, it's one of my. It's like I said, it's a top ten song for me, and um, I, I absolutely love it. Gotcha, Chipper. Yeah. Um, this is when Metallica was still telling stories, you know, mm-hmm. and this is this is narrative. And what's interesting. David, to your point, is I think the theme of this is a guy who's wrongly accused or at least convicted for a crime he maybe didn't commit, mm-hmm. which I think is really interesting. But anyway, um, you know, the treatise that it is on the death penalty and what have you fits in line thematically with what's going on. This is a, this is a canon or a huge Metallica epic in the Metallica canon. Um, it's, it's awesome. Um, I don't know if personally if I'm going to put it in my top ten, top five but that's just for preference. But I think as far as importance goes, this is incredibly important to Metallica. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a fan of it. And I think it's great. And I also think it's very interesting that the title tracks, we're going to have to put head to head, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, which yeah. I think is kind of slick. I'm, 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 I'm into this. But no, uh, Ride the Lightning, um, this is one of the pillars that holds a record up, without question. So I feel maybe in between y'all two, I'm not sure. Like It's definitely not one of my top ten. Uh, I don't even think it's probably the top 30 if you made me force rank anything. But very important, very solid. This is actually a holdover. Dave Mustaine has got some writing credit on this. So you've still got a little bit of a holdover from a a previous time. Um, I I don't think I've ever heard any backstory as to what piece he contributed or if this was was in the Kill 'Em All days and it just didn't make it or, or what the relationship there is. But this is the only... Uh, track where he's got no, I'm sorry, he's got one more. Yeah, he's we'll got talk a, about Tulu. Yeah, yeah. Um, is that the only one? Yeah, that's the only one. Okay, so um, yeah, I like it. I mean, it's good. I don't know, I don't know compared to Master of Puppets, which we'll go ahead and swap over to. Uh, to me, this is just a, an absolute epic Metallica song. Clocks in at eight minutes and thirty five seconds. Um, I just it almost doesn't get any better than Puppets for me uh, for a Metallica track. So, um, and that's all I'll say about it. I'll pass it off to you. To yeah. go, I guess you go next. Sure. Okay, dude. Yeah, uh, it's amazing. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> it's about substance abuse and addiction. That's the master of puppets. Um, musically, I think it's awesome. I love it. I love it. It's the right. It was the right track to name the record for. Um, and it again, it's it's one of those epics that's on this record as opposed to Ride the Lightning. Um, yeah, I think it's. I think I know how the vote's going to go on this one. <laughs> it's my favorite. It's my favorite Metallica song of all time. Is I it? think it encapsulates everything that's great about the band. Hmm. You have killer riffs. You have a killer chorus, and you have, to me, 
my favorite breakdown of any song of all time when it when it breaks down and gets into that really melodic dual guitar thing that they have going on there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I mean, this song has to be played at every show. I think it has probably since ever since it came out. Um, when I rank Metallica songs, it's number one, and everything else has to fall in line. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's solid. Well, in that case, let's start the vote then. I mean, <laughs> unanimous puppets. I think it's puppets. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I didn't think it was going to go that way. On this, really? One. I, I thought we'd have one dissent. I really did. I mean, mess. I mean. Look, you start hearing people talk about the the classic thrash albums. That, that there's, it's Megadeth's Rust in Peace, Slayer's Rain in Blood, and Metallica's Master of Puppets. Mm-hmm. And those yeah. are always those are always going to be three of the top five. Right. And I personally, I mean, Master of Puppets is my favorite Metallica album, and I think they have two slight misses on on, on this album, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Ride the Lightning, we'll get to. I think they have a, a couple that are a little more missed than. Than, than the tracks on Master, but there's a reason Master of Puppets is, you know, considered one of the greatest thrash songs of all time. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Solid. So now for Whom the Bell Tolls. I'll start this one since I, don't, I think y'all started the others. Um, you know, on the Black Album podcast that we did, I want to say that I talked about one being one of my first real, like, visceral experiences with Metallica, and I, I still think that's true because I remember the video for that, and I don't remember when I came in contact with For Whom the Bell Tolls, but I also know that it, like, totally rocked my world, you know? Yeah. Um, like, I mean, and at the time, being, like, I mean, I, I don't know, like a preteen, probably, I was like, oh, my God, they got a bass solo, you know? <laughs> and it wasn't really a bass solo, it's just a little bass lead part. But um, not like Anesthesia Pulling Teeth was. But, um, yeah, I just think that this song absolutely kills. I mean, I love the element that they have, you know, I mean, just the bell tolling. I mean, I just, I just love the elements of that. And this is not the only song that they pulled from, um, what is this? Is John Steinbeck? That Hemingway. Was a mice, Hemingway. Hemingway, because they Hemingway. did a, a Wolf and Man of Mice and Men, that whole thing from Steinbeck. Anyway, um, so uh, love this song. Um, when we get to comparing it, yeah, this is going to be an easy one for me. So, Dave, you want to go next? It's top five Metallica song for me. Uh, love the intro of it, uh, especially live. Robert Trujillo does a great job of it. Um, I just... Um, it's a it's a crowd pleaser. It's it's one you know the crowd just really gets into. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have much else to say other than I think it's one of their best songs they've ever done, and it's it probably gets played just as much as Master of Puppets has. Mm-hmm. This is what I think a lot about Cliff Burton when I hear the song yeah. because he's got I mean that was just and I, I want to say it was Donington maybe um, Monsters with that video Rock, Monsters yeah. Rock maybe yeah. Uh, so anyway, go ahead. Check yeah, um, the top five for me also, Dave. Um, this is to a large degree, what Metallica is and what it represents. And I think this sticks out in a lot of people's minds uh, of what Metallica is all about. I think the riff's great, structure's good to go. Um, the intro's awesome. And this is, I think, probably the first, well, I say the first, a shining example of Cliff's influence on the band mm-hmm. when he started bringing a little more music theory, some different elements to this whole, the whole show. Um, and, of course, all the bass work that's, integral to this thing mm-hmm. um, this has got Cliff Burton all over it yeah. uh, which is amazing and I love this one alright so the thing that should not be from Master of Puppets um, the thing that should not be on the album the thing that should not I mean it's okay like I could <laughs> well I don't know I don't know if this was a miss on the album I could do it th- I don't know to me this is the thing that should not be is not a terrible song to transition me from Master of Puppets to Welcome Home Sanitarium 
You know, that's the way I look at it. Like, do I stop the album? Do I skip forward? Do I, you know, walk out of the room? Uh, not necessarily, but do I ever queue up Master of Puppets and say, like, I've got to listen to the thing that should not be? No, not ever, not one time, ever, ever. So um, having said that, well, I'll pass it on. So you want to go next? Yeah. Maybe I was harsh. Because <laughs> I see your point. It was certainly yeah, qu- yeah, it was quippy. It was yeah, fun. Yeah, I see your point. Uh, I'm not going to seek this one out. And mm. in fact, I have very little to say about this one because it's, dude, this one is on master and it's lost with some of the other things that yes. are around it. Yeah. Lost. I think it's one of the worst songs I've ever recorded. Ooh, wow, that's strong. It's got oh. this this plodding, like repetitive. It's a strange chord riff. sequence and riff that just gets yeah. old. It's it's about two and a half three minutes too long. Mm-hmm. You know it. Uh, it you know it's when you know they have a lot of songs about H.P. Lovecraft, and this is you know obviously one. But th- this one, this is the, this is the the bomb on mm-hmm. this album, not in a good way. Right, right. Like so, I mean this this song. And one other prevent this from being Ooh. a perfect album. Um, wow! So uh, yeah, I I don't have a whole lot other to say other than I just I'm not a fan. Okay, well, so it sounds like we just I think voted. we're unanimous <laughs> again. This isn't fun if we all agree. We're not all. I think agree. yeah, it's going to change I, I, a little yeah, bit. Okay, yeah, yeah. But so far, I've predicted the first half of this. Okay. All right. Ooh, wait a minute. We do. This is an interesting one though. So we got fade to black. Mm-hmm. All right. You go go first on Fade to Black, Dave. All right, Fade to Black, one of their another one of their songs, t- top ten Metallica song. Um, their fans freaked when they heard it. Starts off as a ballad. This is going to become a theme for them for the rest of their career, pretty much. Start off slow and then kicks in heavy, heavy, heavy. Um, kind of one that I think of that goes against the grain that's Unforgiven. It goes heavy and then light, right. heavy and then light. light. Reverse. Yeah. But fade to black, um, welcome home sanitarium, um, the day that never comes. All these songs start off sounding like a ballad, and they you know kick in and eventually become a thrash song. I mean, this is for sure going to be the most difficult choice on, on this one. Um, you know, they like to tell people they were depressed because their road gear got stolen, and then. You know, obviously there's suicide references to it. Um, I just think it's it was so brave of them at the time, considering their contemporaries were just going faster, 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 faster. You know, like like Dave Mustaine heard the Four Horsemen and said, "Oh, Mechanics, which is the same mm-hmm. music, it's going to be faster." And so, um, you know, they just really uh, threw everybody a curveball. And I think probably for a little bit may have lost a few fans, but mm-hmm. this is. If you're doing a top ten Metallica songs, this one's probably going to be on there. Yeah, uh, I know we touched on this on the last time, last podcast. Uh, I understand where this fits and the importance of Metallica and what Metallica means. However, comma this is not one of my favorites. Mm. Uh, which again, yeah, this is a little controversial. I get it, um, and that's not to say I'm anti slow down and tune down because uh, I'm I'm not. And it's not, it's not even an anti-Metallica uh, ballad thing. I, it's, it's just not, I can't even really put my finger on it. It's just not, it just doesn't do it for me, mm-hmm. if nothing else. Yeah. So, That's interesting. Yeah. I, I, I think this is probably one of my top songs of theirs. And like I mentioned earlier in this podcast, on the last one, this sounds like Metallica to me. Now, not heavy Metallica, but just this was a part of what they were when I got introduced to them. So 
I don't I don't have any feelings that they went anywhere different, you know, because I wasn't a Kill 'Em All fan at first because I found them through another route. And to me, Kill 'Em All sounded like it wasn't very well produced, and like I mean, it just sounded like a first album with no money. So uh, I love the song. I love the song, and I think it's going to be very difficult to to uh, to beat for Welcome Home Sanitarium to beat it. But this was the first time in this whole thing that I had to pause because I really like Welcome Home Sanitarium. Very, very solid song. It's got some of the still the slow elements to it, and I mean, I don't know. This was a tough one for me, but what y'all think about this one? I think this is a ballad they snuck past everybody. Yeah. You know, and it, which I, I'm into. It's interesting, it's, a it's ballad awesome. about insanity. You know? Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, and there's a little element of them, you know, uh, I think James in particular being homesick when they were recording this in Copenhagen. Um, and, of course, the, the tribute to One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which, you know, that's another time capsule element to this thing, which is really mm-hmm. cool. Um, the way it's laid out is really awesome. Uh, the chorus, man. Leave me be, dude. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, I'm in. Uh, I, I like it. Yeah. I like it. It's not top ten, but it's good. What do you think? Oh, it's amazing. Absolutely amazing song. Um, love it when they play it live. You get the kind of some, the crowd participation uh, with it. You know, welcome home. And um, like you said, it's a ballad, but it's about insanity. And, you know, they're not going to write a ballad about, well, they wrote Nothing Else Matters. That's about actually loving another human being. But, um yeah, very brave of them again to to do a song like this. And if you start looking at their career, song number four starts being the ballad that builds in. Mm-hmm. That's where one fits in. Unforgiven, I think, was song number four. Um, so that's kind of the slot uh, that they normally are at. Um, this is a top ten Metallica song for me. I was thinking that one was a track number seven, was it not? Mm-mm. That's Freight Freight Into Sanity. Yeah, that's Freight. You're probably right. I just wanted to check it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I don't know why I thought that. Maybe I thought it was seven minutes. Um, You know, and that's actually, so when I messed up this whole approach and I was trying to to build my own LP out of this thing, and so I was going to place the songs in a certain order and only be 23 minutes per side and all that, and I I was giving thought to that whole concept of the softer songs are on probably track four or five because that's when you're getting into the inner ring of the, of the LP and you you don't or on the vinyl specifically and you don't have as much room for the needle to bounce around so you got heavier dynamic songs on the outer ring and as you get towards the middle it's the softer songs um so I think we need to vote on this one it sounds like we're close but I still think probably Fade to Black is going to win that's my vote is Fade to Black okay Sanitarium ooh Sanitarium for me. Oh, really? Dang. Oh, wow. I didn't see it going. That I way. did not see it yeah. going that way. Okay, cool. All right, so I was I was wrong. Dude. Um. Wow, that's interesting. <laughs> but so, how can you have a top ten? Are you just dissenting just to have something different? No, uh-uh. I mean, this is a coin flip. This okay. is literally a coin flip. I think we need to create a, like a bonus tracks. Like if we're going to release this thing, like what's the bonus track going to be? It's going to be the other one of these. This is right? this is this is a. Uh, this is a coin flip. Um, they played this when we saw them in Birmingham. Yeah, they did. Uh, and yeah. I mean, come on. I, and, and Chris, who does, normally is on the podcast, this is one of his favorite songs. And I remember I videoed it and, and sent it to him. Um, I, I just think it's a look to me. It's a little more original than um, than Fade to Black. Mm-hmm. It probably is. That's fair. Oh, that's interesting though. Well, I'm surprised. So let's uh, let's keep moving. I think I'm not going to be surprised with these next two, perhaps. But trapped under ice. 
I've never been a big fan of it. It's one of the skippers on here for me. It's pretty. It's a re- really heavy song, and it's kind of a terrifying subject matter. Mm-hmm. But it's not. Um, it, it's not anything I'm gonna put on and you know and say I, I'll. You know, I'm never gonna go directly to the song. Right. Yeah, I. I tend to agree that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll be that guy. Uh, I like this one a lot. Really. I do seek this one out when when the record's in. Um, Again, it's story Metallica. Mm-hmm. Dude, he's a guy trapped under ice. I live in the South, man. I don't know. I have no <laughs> practical experience with that. But when I listen to this, I'm like, yeah, I'm probably pretty. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. Um, but all right. So j- the way it starts, uh, you know, that mm-hmm. and it's cool. And then after that. Kirk goes, lights the afterburners, and melts your face off. Right. Like, out of the gate. And there's does, a yeah. lot of really amazing guitar stuff that goes on in this thing. Um, I get it. It's not for everybody. But, again, considered the time. Sophomore album. It's 1984. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're on the rise. Kirk Hammond's getting after it. I like it. This is this is a good one for me. I, and I, mean, I like and, it a lot. And this is, like, true metal... Subject matter. It, it is, dude. Yeah. yeah. Straight up, man. I get it. I, I, I really understand where you're coming from, but to me on this song, it's like, it's almost album filler at this point. It's four minutes and five seconds, the shortest song on the whole album. Oh, dude. I know, but oh, I mean... burning me down here, man. But it's like, there's only so many ways that a band, a metal band can do a pedal tone, like, you know, and they seem to have found yet one more way to do it, you know? For some people, that's like a Gregorian chant, dude. Let's do this for hours. I get Come on, man. <laughs> well, and they tend to. I mean, it's all an E. I mean, Jesus. I'm just not a fan of this one. This okay. one, I mean, it's fine. It's, I just think it's an album filler. You, They virtually never play the thing live, right? I, don't, I bet they, they don't. didn't even play it live back in the 80s. I just don't think that yeah. it, it had any kind of appeal. Um, I get it. It's got some metal, you know, metal themes and stuff to it, but... To me, when you compare that to anything else that they've done, it just sounds like another way to, to play a pedal tone in a metal song. You, and know? I, I, you guys are definitely the majority opinion at this table and probably on planet Earth. Yes. Um, I've read a lot of things about this record and this track, and I know I'm in the minority. And I, that's cool. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> well, but we'll let you go first on this one. Compare it to Disposable Heroes, because that's what we're doing here today. <sighs> that's what we're doing here today. And I tell you what, this this comparison, this head-to-head, I struggled with like hard. Mm-hmm. Disposable Heroes is, it's not a pillar of, of Master of Puppets as a record, or mm-hmm. front to back, it's not. But as Metallica goes, and with the theme of Master of Puppets, it's really heavy. I mean, just thematically. It's not the heaviest track on the record musically, but thematically, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think this day and age, we're looking at almost 20 years of, of warfare. I think there's a lot of, this was written in the 80s, but this is a concept that's as old as mankind. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and, and the album version I love, but the acoustic version that came later, I know that's a whole other podcast to talk about that one. It's hmm. a different arrangement. What, what was the acoustic thing on? It came out recently. It was like yeah. the All Within My Hands benefit. I think it was All Within My oh, Hands. Oh, I yeah, do remember was, seeing it, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check yeah. it out on YouTube, boys and girls. Yes. Um, yeah, but this one, the album version, uh, it's legit. It's Again, it's thematically super heavy. Yeah, Dave? I think it's one of their best deep tracks mm. that they've ever done. Uh, it's unheralded. Um, it's not talked about enough. I think if this is on 
Justice, or if this is on the Black Album, or basically any other other albums other than this or Ride the Lightning, it would be considered one of the better songs on the album. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's a warfare, back to the front. You know, you're just a piece of meat. Your number's been called. You know, go up there, you know, and if you make it, you make it. Um, I, I wish they played it more. Um, I think it is a musically, it's pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, it's I, I, it's a it's it's a really really good deep track. And to me, I always talk about this. When you talk about classic albums, it's the back half of albums that make them classics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there is, to me, very little drop off from Sanitarium to Disposable Heroes. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. Just, mm-hmm. I mean, I wish they played it more. Yeah. But um, uh, I absolutely love the song. Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. I agree with almost everything you said. Um, this is it, clocking in at eight minutes and seventeen seconds. This is the longest one on the whole track. It, it gives them some room to breathe, you know. Um, I think it's a solid song, and that's my vote for this one. It's Disposable Heroes. All right, so we have Trapped Under Ice versus Disposable Heroes, right? Mm-hmm. All right, you, what are you going with? I'm going Trapped Under Ice. You're going Disposable Heroes. Yes. So am I. All right. One. As briefed. <laughs> yeah, there we are. All right. That was a good one, though. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't expect any kind of dissent on that one. But All right, so next we have Escape. I'll go first on this one. I think you can put Escaped under ice, and I just don't care if I ever hear it again. I, don't, I, I think it's the other album filler on this album. If you, took, if you took this album, Ride the Lightning, and took away Trapped Under Ice and Escaped, I actually think it would be a stronger album having taken away those two. Maybe even not without adding any more. I mean, at this point, this album's 47 minutes. If you took away those two, that would be about eight and a half minutes. It'd be a little bit short. Maybe it's a, like a long EP or something. But uh, it wouldn't hurt my feelings at all if it went from fade to black to creeping death. That's my personal take on this song. So you can probably tell which way I'm going to vote. But I'll <laughs> wait. I'll, I'll see if there's any suspense I can build. So what do you think? Okay, do you guys know how many times this one has been played live? David, they played it at the Orion Festival when they played the whole the whole album. Right in twenty twelve, that was it. Right, that, that was, was the thirtieth anniversary. Yes, that or was. Headfield absolutely hates. Like even he even like in the beforehand he even's <laughs> like I don't want to play it. I don't, you know oh yeah. we got to we got to play. I don't want to play it. So yeah, this <laughs> according according to books in the internet, uh, without having James here, books in the internet tell us that this is James Hetfield's least favorite Metallica song. Ah. So he would vote. He would vote with me on this next one, then. Yeah, um, and I'm in the court. At, and who am I to go against James Hetfield? That's a good point. You know what I mean? Yeah, he may try to come on the podcast and talk you down. You know, he might. I never know. Mm-mm. Not having that. I, right, Dave. I've been trying to keep a poker face. I love this song. Are you serious? No, you don't. No, no I legitimately do. <laughs> do you really? I do. This I is like your trapped under ice, bro. I like it. I tell you why. Why do you like it? He doesn't like it because he felt like they were forced to do it for it to be more commercially viable. That's exactly what I thought. I mean, coming in at four minutes on both of these, they were they were forced. They were pretty much you know forced to do it. And like he, I think he said, he said that you know, I think he said when he turned it in, he said this will never happen again. I'll never do this again. I like it. It's Metallica with a little with a little melody to it, Um, Hmm. with a with a few little touch ups sonically. I think it could have been on the Black Album, for sure. Hmm. Um, I've I know amongst a lot of diehard Metallica fans, you know, this is. They can't stand it. Correct. But I've been chatting with some fellow podcasters and some people I've met through through podcasting and stuff this week about it. Be surprised at how many people will say, honestly, I, I kind of like it. Um, 
Yeah. But but they're saying that when you ask them, if you, if they were had if they had to name their top twenty Metallica songs, no, it's not a top it would twenty. Never no, come in no, the, it's not even top fifty. Right. But if it if I'm listening to this album top to bottom, I don't I, I don't hit, I hit skip on Trapped Under Ice. I don't on Escape. I know that puts me in like the point oh one percent of people that are listening, and probably less than that of the people that are Metallica fans. But it is what it is. Hmm. Well, that's fair. All right, Leper Messiah. I think this is the clear winner. I love the subject matter. Um, I think this is an all-around solid song, which, I mean, I, I tend to like, I like Master of Puppets better than Ride the Lightning in general. Uh, on a song-by-song -song basis, we've clearly picked a couple that weren't in that favor, but, uh, yeah, I think this is an absolutely solid song, and this will end up being my vote. So Solid structure on this one. Neat riff. Uh, again, the subject matter of a TV evangelist in the 80s. How... <laughs> How on time is that? You know, that's awesome. And then at the very end, you know that lie. Lie. Dude, it's awesome. Yes. Uh, so, yes. Kyle, I'm with you on this one, dude. Um, I think when we, when we cast the vote, uh, I don't think there's going to be a question for you and me. David, what are your thoughts on Leper Messiah? It's, I think it's one of the fastest songs in their catalog. Uh, it's pretty uh, – I heard that one time on a podcast. That, Interesting. Uh, but I, hey, I could be wrong. Yeah. I could be wrong. Um yeah, I have you know, to think about it. So Hetfield's parents were Christian Scientologists, mm -hmm. and this is a theme that he hits on basically every album. Yeah, uh, Mama said, um, "Until it sleeps." The God that failed, uh, you know. And his it, the the his mother had cancer and refused to get treatment, and um, you know died as a result of it. And it's just all about how helpless he was and mm -hmm. how his anger at you know these people that that told her you know you it's not God's will for you to get help, you know, and, you know, Hetfield, you know, he has said, I don't, I don't think he's against quote unquote, you know, believing in God or anything like that as much as how people are manipulated and, you know, at times taken advantage of. And he feels like I could have had, I think his dad may have died kind of, kind of mm -hmm. the same way. And he's like, I could have had my parents, right. you know, if it wasn't for this, uh, in the eighties you had, was it Jerry Falwell, Pat Robertson, um, Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. Yeah, 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 dude. yeah. Jimmy Swagger, too. That's Jimmy what I was Swagger. actually... Because, I mean, you know, Ozzy Osbourne had Miracle Man, right. and that was 1988. I had to look it up to confirm the, the timing on those right. two. So it sounds like Metallica may have beat him to the punch. But And I don't actually, I don't know if, if we know who this song is specifically it's about. It's probably just an amalgamation. Well, I know Ozzy's was about Jimmy Swagger, yeah. um, specifically. and uh, But... But, yeah, I don't... Anyway, that's that's you know an interesting... You know who Jimmy, off, you know who Jimmy Swagger's... Uh, Cousin is hmm. Jerry Lee Lewis. No. Oh, really? Uh -huh. Really? Yeah. It's either Jimmy Swaggart or Oral Roberts. One of the two. We'll have to look it up afterwards. Ah. One of the two. Um, I think this is another great example of what makes Master of Puppets so good. There is no let up on this one whatsoever. No. All right. So my vote is for Leper Messiah. Second it. Yeah. As is mine. All right. Despite, despite I, loving I, Escape. I, I love Escape. Oh, I love check, Escape. dude. Okay. Cool. All right, so let's see. Now we're going to Creeping Death. Oh, this is, an, like, you, Shepard, you need to go first yeah. on this one because the, I know how you feel you about this You know where one. I am on this yes. one, right? This is my favorite Metallica song. Yes. This is number one of all of them. All of them. Uh, <laughs> is, it's emotional, man. I mean, this is Creeping Death. You know, it's it's got the biblical framework that we're talking about mm -hmm. here. And there's some controversy about the writing with this one, with some some things that Exodus did, 
in a different oh, track. Yeah, I don't know about this. Oh yeah, there's a little a little controversy around this one with uh, what Kirk brought to it. But uh, this is one of the quintessential Metallica thrash Metallica tracks that's out there. Um, is it the perfect thrash metal track in and of itself? I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. But as far as Metallica, hard Metallica, yes. It is the best thrash metal song for audience participation. Yes. I, I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that. Because nobody's going to follow Tom Araya through the, the scream at the beginning of Angel of Death. I'll give you that, dude. <laughs> um, number one Metallica song for me. It's, it's, it's a face melter, dude. It's awesome. Yeah. Top five. Top sure. five. Um, love it. Um, live, man. It's yeah. a juggernaut. Die. You know, and, and when Newstead, the do it, Newstead really got into that mm-hmm. part. You yeah. Know, the yelling, the dying. Um, it's, I, I think it's a perfectly written song for like a, for a, for a thrash metal band. Um, yeah, this one never gets old. I mean, and I don't know how, I don't know how you, I don't know how you can say you like Metallica and, and this not be in your top 10. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So, see, I've actually reevaluated the song because after Chipper, you uh, during the Black Album podcast, you you made that comment about this being your favorite one and the best. It's the, it's the you know quintessential thrash metal song or whatever you said at that time. I had to go back and re-listen to it to just reevaluate, and I didn't not like it before, but just hearing you talk about it and your enthusiasm behind it, I thought, well, maybe I'm missing something, you yeah. know. And I think honestly, it's because I was just being a casual fan on Ride the Lightning. I think it's because I I did the first four songs you know, which are, are decently solid songs. And then I would kind of skip, 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 and then I got to Call of Cthulhu, you know, and that was, I don't know why it just never really hit Creeping Death, even though it shows up and shows all the time, it's you know. always in the set list. So, yeah, yeah I've reevaluated this one, and this has become one of my favorite Metallica songs based on that conversation. Oh, look at that, man. All so, right. Now let's go to Orion, the instrumental. What I really wish had happened is we had instrumental versus instrumental, but we missed, it. we missed it by one track. I think this is really solid, and quite honestly, I feel like this is missing from Metallica S&M. I feel like, because they did Call of Tulu twice now. They did it on the first one and the, the, this one 20 years later. Um, I don't know if they actually, let me look that up real quick while we're, while we're chatting. Um, I don't recall them doing that on the first one. I don't, I don't remember. Orion? Orion, yeah. No, it wasn't. Yeah, so I mean, that's, to me, that would be, if, if you're sitting down and, and you're Metallica at Metallica HQ, this has got to be on a whiteboard somewhere, right? Like, did something else get picked? And But, I mean, certainly they considered it. Certainly this is something that they talked about, and it was deep consideration. Uh-huh. And then finally somebody, you know, in a, maybe in a similar format. Maybe they have a podcast we've never heard that just stays in the Metallica archives, and they did a thumbs up, thumbs down, and then, like, it doesn't just got thumbed down. I don't know. I'd love to hear the story, because to me, if you've got an instrumental track as a metal band, you can probably stick it to a symphony, and it's going to sound great, you know? Yeah. So anyway, I, I love I love this track, um, but before I give my answer, why don't you tell me about it, Dave? I like it a lot. It's you know it's it's hallowed ground for Metallica fans. I think most Metallica fans would tell you it's their favorite instrumental. Um, I was listening to I forget maybe Speak and Destroy podcast. They had Mark Tremonti on there from Creed and uh, Walter Bridge, Bridge yeah. and the band Tremonti, and he's a Metallica super fan. Orion's his favorite <laughs> Metallica song of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, a lot of people really hold it in high regard. I like it. I mean, I'm, I don't change change the you know if it comes on, I don't change it. I don't seek it out. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's like you know, it's 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 in a no win situation here. It'd be like me going up against Mike Tyson, 1988. It's got no chance versus Creeping Death. Right. Yeah. That's why I wish it was up against Tulu because I I think I might pick 
Cthulhu, you know? I mean, yeah. this one gets a little bit repetitive to me. Yeah. Like, it goes over that same cycle maybe a few too many times, and in eight, eight and a half minutes, they had some room to do something different with I think it, you the know? Ri- I think the riff on this one happened 16 times. Yeah. yeah it's, it's like eight too many, maybe? Yeah, it's about know? eight too many, yeah. honestly. Um, it's, again, David, I'm with you. I'm not going to seek it out. I understand where it stands and why it's important. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. This is not... This, this isn't a huge one for me. I mean, it, d- it doesn't carry a lot of gravity. And, again, being controversial here, my favorite, and this, if I'm looking at Colin Cthulhu also, as far as Metallica instrumentals go, I love Anesthesia Pulling Teeth mm-hmm. off the first record just because... He's so unique sounding. And mm-hmm. Cliff is out front. Right. He is out front with that. And that's an often imitated bass line that bass players try and bring out and be like, so the great, the late mm-hmm. and the great Cliff Burton, but well, that one makes Cliff. a lot of the Robin Kirk doodles that they do. Uh-huh. You know, that's a, that's a pretty common one. I, I don't yeah. want to say every time, but it's certainly common of the of the live shows that I've listened to. Rob pulls that out. Yeah, he does. Um, so that's cool. That's good to go. But uh, are we ready to vote this one? I mean, it's it's creeping death. It's creeping death creeping for sure. Death. I feel like with the maturity of their songwriting on Master of Puppets, Call of Tulu deserved to be on this one, and then Orion deserved to be on Ride the Lightning. You know, because to me, there's just the yeah. different. The guitar tone on Orion seems to match uh, Ride the Lightning more too. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I don't know. I mean, Burton, Hetfield, and Ulrich have got songwriting credit on it. Let me see who's on Tulu. Mustaine is on Tulu. That's interesting. Another Lovecraft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Structure there. So, yeah. well, now that we're t- we've said it 14 times, I think we're actually gonna call Tulu up and he'll he'll eat us or whatever the thing is. I mean, so. Uh, I, I think I love this instrumental. I think it's a fantastic instrumental. This was the second song they played on S and M two. The first one being Ecstasy of Gold, um, and I don't know. Like I don't. This is this will actually be a tough one versus Damage Incorporated for me. Um, I like it though. I mean, it's a to me if it's probably my favorite Metallica instrumental, and that may not be saying much just because there's only three. Maybe no, is there a fourth one? Suicide and Redemption. Uh, anesthesia, pulling teeth, uh, call of Cthulhu, Orion, and then what's the one on um, injustice? Is it? Um, oh, I know what you're talking about. It's um, to live is to die. To live is to die. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a little spoken word in that one, so it's not purely instrumental. Um, mm. uh, and I hate to say to live to die is forgettable, but I think viewed from fifty thousand feet. Metallica canon with justice being justice, I think it's lost. Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah, possible. I agree. I agree. Anyway. So, uh, Tulu. Uh, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Um, I'll listen to it. I'm not going to go and seek it out, you know? Um, interesting things happen there. Uh, again, it's, it's, it's long, you know, as a Metallica instrumental tends to be. Um, but I think being up against Damage Incorporated for me, this one, this one's not a tough call for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at all. It's probably my favorite of their instrumentals, mm-hmm. but it's still an instrumental. Yeah. Um, I think having like having one on like the first what four albums, it's a little, you know, I mean, Rush does it, but I mean, you know, Rushes are all you know mm-hmm. a little bit different. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not changing it if this comes on. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I I really like Damage Incorporated. Um, 
that was just the coolest thing. When you hear this like heavy stuff, it's like, damn, it's incorporated. Oh my God. Right. Like that was just, I'd never heard that in a song before, you know? Um, and to be such a driving force and then to have that sudden stop, you know? Um, and he's got that, uh, which it's really become more of a, you know, a mainstay now, but he's go. And then like Kirk Hammett goes into that solo. I love this song. I got to admit, this was a tough one for me to choose between this one and Tula though. I love Damage Incorporated. I mean, it's killer. It, it, to me, this is, uh, I mean, Metallica goes out and ends this record on that track. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, it's over. And you know how you kind of get that ringing in your ears when you got it turned way up and it's just just over? Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yep. It's awesome. Yeah, I love the go. I love, I love Damage Incorporated. The, the quiet, the contrast yep. that's in there, the structure of it's killer, the riff's awesome. Um, it, yeah, it's... Uh, I know you say this is a tough one for you, Kyle. That's awesome. I'm glad it's tough because Call of Cthulhu is amazing for me. This is a no-brainer mm-hmm. between the two of them. David? It's a great way to end the album. I always praise bands that aren't scared to put a really good song mm-hmm. on last. Uh, matter of fact, I think it's a mark of a good band. Uh, I actually don't judge bands by that. Um, yeah, I love it. I love how it just stops. Damn it, you incorporated. You know, we should end the podcast like that. So yeah. <laughs> um, Digital Incorporated. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just it's, it's just a great song to, to, to end the album with, and it's one of the songs that makes this you know album so special. And my cat Oreo is he's <laughs> he's telling us that he likes Damage Incorporated. He's Don't you, buddy? Get, yeah, he does. He likes Damage Incorporated as well. Yeah, so um, great song. Master of Puppets is my favorite. Like I said, it's my favorite Metallica of all time. It's one of my favorite albums of all time. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go ahead and I'm voting for Damage Incorporated. All right, Damage Incorporated. Second, Damage Second. Incorporated. I'm going to vote for Damage Incorporated as well. But I've got to tell you, this was like literally a coin flip in my mind. Wow. Because I really like, I really like Call Tulu. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and go with it. I guess I could dissent. If, again, if we have a bonus album or a, excuse me, a bonus track, I think Tulu needs to be on there. All right, so we've gone through both albums now. Are we forgetting anything? Is there anything else we need to talk about with really? Did you, just, just fun fact about Master of Puppets. It's the first metal album ever inducted by the Library of Congress for Preservation. Should Did be. you know that? That's interesting. That I cool? did not know that. Isn't that cool? So, David, you picked a strong one, dude. It was your favorite Metallica record. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That's solid. Right. So, all right. So, Dave, give us the rundown. What does this record look like? It's Battery, Master of Puppets, For Whom the Bell Tolls, Welcome Home Sanitarium, Disposable Heroes, Leopard Messiah, Creeping Death, and Damage Incorporated. Oh. That would move a few units. Yes, that would definitely move a few units. Yep. What was the one we were debating about, though? Sanitarium. And Sanitarium made it? Yeah. Uh, there was, you know, I don't know if it was debate, but the only one that I missed on was Trapped Under Ice. Yeah, yeah. that's versus, yeah. D- versus And then you had Escaped. And, and then, yeah, the Escape conversation. Yeah, so actually, like, re- so Battery, Master of Puppets, Whom the Tolls, Fade to Black, Sanitarium, Creeping Death, Disposable Heroes, Leopard Messiah, and Damage Inc. Uh-huh. That's what I predicted. Really? This is, is what really? I typed. Out. Yes, is it is. Really? That's what I typed out beforehand. Shut up. Yep. Wow. I promise I was not typing that that's while we were talking. Of, that's kind of creepy. It is, right? Wow. Huh. That's impressive. Well, because you for had, a guy who didn't follow the for, rules, because, <laughs> because to, to me you had Master of Puppets versus Ride the Lightning. The songs that's a hard one. Fade to Black, um, uh, Sanitarium is a is always going to be a hard one. That's what I thought. With where what are we missing? Fade to Black and Sanitarium are the same track. So what are they we are. missing? 
You fade to black's not on. Shouldn't be on there. Oh, you didn't. Ah, that's the one I have different than. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. I thought right. you said so you're that not one. Batting a thousand. Well, no, but I didn't do. It. This was when I didn't follow the rules, though. Oh, that's right. So this is what's interesting. When I did not follow the rules, I created the same album, but I had fade to black. Interesting. That's Which right. is we the one that we descended it's on. It's on the Japanese import. That's ah. exactly. It's the Japanese import. Do you know? <laughs> do you know why the, Do you know why the Japanese imports have extra songs on them? Uh-huh. Because it albums used to be so expensive over there that I mean they were really really costly. And so to get people to buy one of the ways they get people to buy them is we're going to give you something that nobody else in the country has. Oh wow! I mean, in the world has. And yeah, see what happens for super fans like me is I try to get the Japanese like import ones, you know, and I'll spend more money just right. to get those extra songs. Um, yeah, that's interesting. So here's where I got stuck on my approach to this thing, where I was trying to build an EP, because you can't really have master puppets on the same side with anything else that has any more than like five minutes, because you just eat up so much time. And so I got stuck with more time. This is like three LPs worth, or at least three, it's three sides worth of something. Right. I had trouble paring it down to two. And then when I, you know, text back and forth with Dave and got the real, you know, the correct, you know, rules that we were going to follow, I realized I did not have to do this. But I will say I'm very, I don't know if I'm impressed is the right word. I'm surprised that we, I hit on the same thing that the group did other than that one song. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And no love for escape except for me. No love for yeah. escape. And no love for trapped under no ice. Love, I know, man. Come on. All right. So what song, the, let's, if y'all want to wrap it with this, um, what song from either Ride the Lightning or Master of Puppets should have been on S&M 2? And we can, um, and I know we may not be familiar with what, what the track listing is, so we can just take a quick look. Um, but what song do you think should have been should have been there that was not? So I'll tell you the ones that were. So we got Master of Puppets was we've got let's see whom the bell tolls call it i think it's just those three so what other what song is missing from snm and you can add you i suppose you can add any but i thought that since this was themed around the ride the light for me it's welcome home sanitarium that's a good one i think you could have like that counter Melody going mm-hmm. on that with like that kind of slow build at the, at the beginning would be really cool. Yeah, I think the disposable heroes acoustic arrangement mm-hmm. would 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 dovetail very nicely in symphonic scenario. That's cool. Um, maybe not the album version. Yeah, but. I think I'm going to go with Orion, even though I crit- we criticized that it's having sixteen you know <laughs> sixteen riff uh, the same thing, but I mean. To do Tulu twice, maybe that's necessary. Maybe you're hitting a new set of fans 20 years later or something, but I would have appreciated, you know, again, like certainly on a whiteboard, they were looking at what they had done before and what they were going to do again. Do you do Ecstasy of Gold again? Yes, I'm totally cool with that. Do that every single time, you know. Uh, But can we swap out an instrumental here? I think so, perhaps. So I would have voted for Orion if we're just limited to uh, these two albums that we talked about tonight. So... That's all that I've got as the host for this evening. Uh, Dave, would you like to, to walk us out with where to follow things? Let's see. You can follow us on Twitter at Digital Killed, like our Facebook page at Digital Kill the Radio Star, and Instagram at Digital Kill the Radio Star Podcast, and leave us a uh, rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That would be greatly appreciated. And uh, Chris will be back with me next week. Shepard? Damage Incorporated. Digital